0: Welcome to the Bethel Free Baptist Church Weekly Sermons. This is the evening service of Sunday the 20th of November 2016, entitled Kept in Perfect Peace. And the Bible reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4. Here's Pastor Larry T. Curtis. It is a simple thought, but one that I hope that will be a blessing, and it does carry on somewhat from this morning as we were talking about the fact that uh, Uh, So many times, you know, we look around this world, we can see so much conflict, we can see so much uncertainties, and whether it's politics or whether it's the finances or whatever that it might be, certainly when it comes to spiritual lives, And, uh, and of course, our salvation is not to be found in the next leader of the United States or the next leader of Great Britain or any leader that comes to a throne on this earth. It's going to be when Jesus Christ comes to sit upon his throne, and I'm listening for that trumpet sound. This evening, I just simply want to share a couple of verses from the book of Isaiah, and I want to talk to you about kept in perfect peace. There might be turmoil and uncertainties and all of this around us, but this evening, as a child of God, you could be kept in perfect peace. Now, the context of these verses that we will be looking at here really is a restored and a converted Israel in the days to come, but They're just as applicable to you and I because I believe we're going to be there as well. Uh, In Isaiah chapter 26, verses 3 and 4, I invite you to stand to honor the reading of God's Holy Word, again taken from Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3 says, Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Father, thank you again this evening for this time that you have allowed us to be able to come together around your word. But Father, we recognize also that, Lord, it's not just your word on these pages, but Lord, it's by the power of your spirit that can give us understanding of these words. Speak to our hearts as only you can this evening. You know the needs here this evening of each and every one. We pray that those needs would be met by you for your glory. In Christ's name we pray, amen and amen. A phenomenal promise, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee because he trusteth in thee. I want to break down this promise here this evening. There's really, there's really at least three promises in one here and then a condition that, that must be met. But first of all, I want you to notice those first words as the prophet is writing, thou, God, wilt keep him. You see, the, the promise here is of power, is of God's power. We find here that there is absolutely nothing more needed in our lives and in the church today than the power of God at work in our lives and in our midst. The flesh, when it does its very best, it still can only in the end turn out sin. Oh, we can maybe attain some degree of morality uh, that will maybe satisfy us as we try to compare ourselves to somebody else. We can always find somebody else that's a little less moral, that's not quite as good, and we can compare ourselves amongst ourselves and make ourselves feel pretty good. But when it comes down to it, the same prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter 64, 6 says, but we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. I'm reminded of the tremendous battle that the Apostle Paul was fighting when he pinned it there to the church in Rome when he was writing to them, this ferocious battle within him that went on that he knew that Man, there were things that he knew that he should do and he didn't do and that he shouldn't do that he did do. And a wicked man that I am. And this is the apostle Paul talking. He says, I'm the lowest of the lowest. The truth is, is that in our own power, we have absolutely no hope. And if our peace is dependent upon our power, I would say that, you know, we hear a lot of talk in the world today and Of course, the Bible tells us that we should live peaceably with all men as much as we possibly can. It's not that we don't want peace. It's just that we hear a lot of talk about peace, but we don't really see that peace. Last Sunday was Remembrance Sunday, and we we looked and we talked about the many. That had sacrificed the ultimate sacrifice, by laying down their lives for a friend the greatest show of love that anyone can show Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. But of course, in all of man's trials, in all of his attempts to try to make peace upon this world, we find that instead we just have more wars and more fighting and more killing. And we try to justify this and justify that, and I realize that, There are times when things must be fought for. But ultimately, it all goes back to the root of sin. But you see, here the Bible is making us a tremendous promise. It's not our power. Our power will never keep us in perfect peace. The power of our nations, though they may hold, even if they hold the greatest power available on this earth to mankind. That power is not sufficient to keep us in perfect peace. The word keep, thou wilt keep him. It has to do here specifically in speaking of this matter of peace, the power to keep things that would normally take our peace away from us. And there are plenty of them. The devil wants you to be scared. He wants you to feel like that the world is coming in on top of you. He wants you to be uh, ineffective. He wants you to display to the world around you just how fearful and sad and worried that you are. He doesn't want the world to see that peace that passeth all understanding. How can you have peace in the midst of all that's happening? You see, I know that I'm sure that you have just as I have I've experienced that power many times in my life I've had them when that you could look around and it seemed like that everything was coming in on top of you but you know sometimes it is it is in our weakness that we see his strength sometimes we need to hit those low points to remind us that we can't do it ourselves I've had fellow Christians ask me how I keep from breaking down under the pressures sometimes. <laughs> well, it comes back really to this passage right here. I've got news for you. We can all break in our own power. There is none of us that, if we had to keep it ourselves, we do not have the ability. But God does. In Luke chapter 24, Verse 49, the Bible says, and behold, I send the promise of my father upon you. This is Jesus. I send the promise of my father upon you, but tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Now we could get, we ought to be able to get pretty excited about this. You know, in the Old Testament, God used men of God and women of God. He used people to accomplish His work. And sometimes it was just miraculous the way that He He moved upon them and accomplished that work. And He used saved people and He used unsaved people. He used the godly and He used the ungodly to accomplish His purpose. We find that when Jesus was getting ready to go back to the Father, (laughs) He made this promise We've looked at that promise recently when we were looking last week in in John chapter 15. We looked at Jesus and the conversation that he was having on his way to the garden, knowing that the cross was what lay immediately in front of him. Jesus knew he was getting ready to leave this earth in his physical body. But he said, let not your heart be troubled. (laughs) Don't get worried about this thing. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again to receive you unto myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. What a promise. If we read that over and over and over every day of our lives, it would never get old. We don't need to be troubled by what's around us. Yes, Jesus Christ left the promise that we just read here. He promised he was going to send another, a comforter, that Paraclete, alongside of us right there in John chapter 14 and on in chapter 15 and chapter 16. Now, some of the Muslim friends that we meet on the street, you know, Jesus died for them just like he did for us. But they believe that one that was being sent there in John chapter 14 was Muhammad. But the Bible tells us it was the Holy Spirit, but they think that's been corrupted by man. When Jesus was speaking to them here in this passage in Luke 24, he's saying, look, I'm sending you the promise of my father. I'm going to send you, tarry here in the city until you be endued with the power from on high. It is that Holy Spirit that lives and dwells within us that Jesus Christ sent in his place. That's the power from on high that needs to be with each and every one of us. Now, I know that some people take these things out of context sometimes. And they think you've got to tarry and tarry and tarry and tarry. But he's already come, folks. He's already come. And if you don't have him, you're none of his. When Jesus Christ moves in, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit takes up residence within you at that moment. We find that the Bible tells us in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 13, in whom ye also trusted after that ye heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also that ye believed, ye were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. I'm saying to you this evening that, folks, thou, God, is the one that will keep us. If we're to have that perfect peace that he's promised us here I want you just to recognize, and there's so many, I mean, we could go on the rest of the night just about the power of God that is there, that's available to us. The promise is of power, of his power. But secondly, the promise is of peace. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. Shalom, the word that was being translated there. Peace, quiet, tranquility. Boy, sometimes, I know, not only in the world around us, but within our very souls, within our very being, it just seemed like there's no tranquility, there's no peace there, there's just such an upheaval. Nothing seems as it ought to be. This is a promise that God will keep him in perfect peace. That's kind of hard to see sometimes. (laughs) It's hard to see when we look at a world that's so filled with with violence, that is in such, such upheaval. But I want you to know the context of what is being promised here is exactly what God says. It is absolute perfect peace, perfect tranquility. God himself, He's the one through his power that will keep you in perfect peace. We find that so many times, so many times, even though that is still very typical of the Jews to, to use this as a greeting when they, when they greet one another, shalom, peace. They look for that peace. They want that peace. Peace. And certainly there's probably not a people on the face of the earth that in this world have seen less peace than they have when they've tried time and time again, their enemies have tried to wipe them off the face of the earth. They're still longing for that peace today. The problem is, is that man can never give them that peace until they come to accept and recognize that Jesus Christ is the Messiah. But I've got news for you. This verse that we're reading right here in its perfect context is talking about that time when Israel is restored. And I promise you, that's what basically the, the years of tribulation are about is God dealing with the nation of Israel once again. And there will be a thousand year millennial reign upon this earth when Jesus Christ himself is sitting upon the throne and there will be perfect peace on this earth. That day is coming through Jesus Christ, through his power, but we're talking about right now. You can have that perfect peace in your heart. God, God is the one. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace. The promise is of his power. The promise is of his peace that is like none other in all of this world. But the promise is to a people. Is that promise to you this evening? He says, thou wilt keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on thee. I love that old song. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and truth. Folks, The power is God's power. The peace is a peace that He's the one that has the power to keep you in perfect peace, to keep all those things away that would take away your peace. And the promise is to Him whose mind is stayed on Thee. Stayed on Thee. That's where it's at, that's where it's anchored. That's where it is. It's not on the things of this world. It's not on the circumstances. It doesn't matter if it looks like they're all going wrong. Maybe they are. But if your mind is on Jesus, you don't have to worry about it. So many people, too many people are expecting men and nations, even some of these wonderful organizations in this world that attempt to do a lot of good, and some of them do do good but none of them, none of them has the power to give you that perfect peace. The promise is that his power will give you that perfect peace that can come from him if your mind is stayed on him. I remember reading a story about a man by the name of Sundar Singh. And it was a biography about his work as a missionary in Tibet. And when he went there and all these people, I mean, they just wanted to kill him. <laughs> they just absolutely, they did not want him there. And the story is told, and you may have heard it before, how he was in his, in his cabin one night, his shack, his hut, whatever that, uh, that you might call it. And so all of these people of the tribe, they decided this was the night they were going to get him. And so they began to converge upon his place, his dwelling that he lived in there. And he saw them outside and he said that he just had this peace. His mind was stayed upon the Lord. He didn't know what these people were going to do. They were there and they kept staying at a distance and they stayed at a distance. And eventually in the night they just left and went away. And it was some time later that he was talking to one of the leaders of the tribe, and he said, I never did understand why you were there clearly to attack me, to take my life that night, and, and yet after a while you just went away. Why? He said, because we saw all these people around your cabin. <laughs> all these people said they were just clothed in white, and, and we were afraid to try to get through them to get to you. You say, preacher, do you believe that? Absolutely. You know, we entertain angel unawares in this life always. Sometimes because some people have taken and and abused a lot of the truths of Scripture, I'm saying that the power of God is able, he's able to keep you in perfect peace, whether that's an internal peace, whether that's an external peace. It's a perfect peace whose mind is stayed on him. What are we looking at? Are we truly, is our mind focused upon him or is it focused upon this world? Will it be the problems or will it be the blessings? Remember the, the Bible study that we started during our Sunday morning Bible studies here before the worship service, and we've looked a couple weeks now at this question of who is God? And of course, as we begin to try to, to answer that and to look at it, we see some of these same things here, there's nobody like God. There's nothing in this world to compare our God to. There are no words to describe him. God is God. There's no other word. There's no other word. If you choose any other word, you're going to have to make it less because there's nobody else as great as our God. Our God has promised to those whose mind is stayed on him, that he, by his power, will keep you in perfect peace. What a glorious promise that is. There's none of us that have always been there. But after he gives us that glorious promise, (laughs) he tells us, he tells us really, there's really only one condition to it. (laughs) I mean, naturally, he's talking to his people here, He says in verse 4, trust ye in the Lord forever. Trust ye in the Lord forever. For in the Lord, Jehovah is everlasting strength. Trust in him. We sang that first song, tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word. Oh, I just want to remind you this evening, folks of this glorious, glorious promise because I know, I wish that I could say that I'm so spiritually strong that I never have the struggles. I'm in perfect peace all the time. I do know this. The only time that I lose that peace is when I get my eyes off him. (laughs) When I'm trusting in him, there is nothing in this world that can take that peace. When I know that he's there, and I know that he's in control, and I know that I'm in his hands. There's plenty of things that'll try to rob your peace, but I just want to encourage you this evening as God's people, he's promised you, he's the one, he's the one that will keep you, keep you in perfect peace. If your mind is stayed on him, Trust in the Lord forever. It is his strength. You don't need to fear man. You don't need to fear circumstances. You don't even need to worry about where in the world that all these politicians and all these wars are leading to. We know the end of the story. We know where it's going to, and we know that we're on the winning side. We can't rejoice in a lot of the turmoils, but I'm saying in the midst of it all, if our mind is stayed on him, He will keep us. We can have perfect peace amidst it all. Trust ye in the Lord. Father, I thank you this evening for this simple thought from your word. But Lord, a thought that surely we all just need to be reminded of sometimes because, Lord, we know there's a lot of things that would try to steal our peace away and take it away and Make us an anxious people and make us a worried people. But, Lord, you tell us very simply, Lord, that if our mind is stayed on you, you will keep us in perfect peace. Lord, help us to grasp that promise. And though the many things that would come along that would steal our joy and our peace from us, help us. Help us to keep our eyes on you. Help us to look to you to know that you're there. Every day, every moment, we're never without you. In Christ's name we pray, amen.